Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Beef Up Front podcast here on Pick Swap Media. Before we get into today's show, let me remind you guys of our sponsorship with the Sports Displays. Sports Displays are the creators of their unique product, the jersey mount, which can be installed to any service and is significantly cheaper than the hundreds of dollars it usually costs for this type of quality display. So make sure to check out the link in our description and make sure to use the promo code PICKSWAP at checkout for 10% off and free shipping. Um, But today we will be continuing our preseason coverage of the NFL coming up. We are a little under three weeks away from kickoff happening. Um, I think it's actually two weeks Two, yeah, two weeks from today, actually, recording this on Thursday from the NFL season opener between the Bills and the Rams. So today we'll be wrapping up the NFC part of our coverage with the NFC West preview. Perfect time there with the Rams. And then we'll be getting into next week our AFC preview. So looking forward to breaking down the NFC West. I think there's two very good teams in this division. Um, one team that I have major questions about and then one team I think is going to be performing really poorly this year. So Without further ado, we'll start it off with the NFC West like we've been doing for all these teams. We'll break down first to worst, and we'll break down their offense, defense, coach, a breakout player, and then two games to watch on their schedule. So um, the reigning Super Bowl champions reside in this division, the Los Angeles Rams in the NFC West. But I actually have the San Francisco 49ers winning the division this year, going 11-6, and only going 3-3 and in the division. I think they have a few bumps in Bumps in the road in the division this year, but that 11-6 and six record is good enough to get them the three seed. We'll start with the offense. I'm really, really excited to see this group. I think it has potential to be the best offense in the NFL this year. Um, with the element you add in of Trey Lance in the running game, taking out Jimmy Garoppolo now, um, that adds another layer to this really unique zone running game, and I think it'll make the 49ers just even better. Lance's ceiling is definitely higher than Garoppolo, but his – his floor, I think, could be lower, which could be an issue. I'm all in on him. I think he's a great talent, and I think Kyle Shanahan is going to be the really good offensive coach that he is to get the most out of him. I think Shanahan is going to be able to like, you know, unlock that layer to this creative offense, especially in the run game that he once did with RG3 with Trey Lance. Lance isn't as gifted as a runner and gifted as speed-wise as RG3 was back in his rookie year with Washington, but he has more bulk and power, which I think is going to help him and make it really tough to defend these guys in the red zone. And I think it's going to help him out long-term as well, uh, just durability-wise. So really solid offensive line here as well with the best left tackle in the league in Trent Williams and another really solid tackle at right tackle in Mike McGlinchey. Uh, Alex Mack did retire at, from the center spot this offseason. That's a bit of a, a hole now. It worries me a little bit. about, And the rest of the interior of the offensive line isn't that great. They are apparently – Considering starting an undrafted free agent out of Mercer, I think he would be the start, the smallest offensive lineman in the entire NFL, but a guy who can get out in space on this zone running scheme, I think would be a really good fit there for, for Kyle Shanahan, and I think that's why he's in the mix to start there as well. Um, but this scheme just seems to breed success with whoever is playing in it. You don't have to have the most talented guys, but guys who know their roles and fit in that scheme, they're bound to have success. You look at the running backs with – Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon, Jeff Wilson, Jamichael Hasty, rookie running back from LSU, Tyreon Davis-Price, really any of these guys, when they get work, they're going to have success. It seems any running back you throw in the mix there has a, has a great you know, stretch of games. We've seen Raheem Mostert. We saw Elijah Mitchell do it last year. Um, we've seen a lot of guys come through this scheme with the 49ers and just have success. It's not always the most talented guys, but guys who have, have that one-cut running style. 
it sounds like Elijah Mitchell coming back from his injury is going to be ready for the beginning of the season. But if not, they got some of these these other backs behind him. And the rookie out of LSU, Tyreon Davis-Price, I think could have a, a big role in his first year with the San Francisco 49ers. You never know who's going to be playing, playing running back there, but you do know that one of those guys is bound to be successful. Then you have elite blockers and George Kittle at tight end and Kyle Juszczyk at the fullback position. That makes the running game even better. And then they add elements in the passing game as well. And then Debo re-signed this offseason. We saw what they turned him into, not just a receiver, but just an overall offensive weapon. George Kittle, a stud, kind of has diminished in the passing game a little bit. But so he's a big play waiting to happen, great after the catch. And like I was saying with the blocking, the probably the best blocking tight end in the entire league, he has a, a really important role in this offense and, and bringing this team some success. Big year, I think, coming from Brandon Ayuk. Started out really slow last year, really caught on towards the end of the season, though, and I think Trey Lance and, and him are going to be able to connect a lot this upcoming season. Worried a little bit about the wide receiver depth if I had to nitpick at one thing for this team because besides uh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, they don't really have much behind them. Juwan Jennings apparently has been emerging as maybe that third guy, but they need to hope that you know that combination of Debo and Ayuk are able to play at least 15 out of the 17 games each this year. Because if those guys are forced to miss time, I think that'll be a major blow to this offense in terms of the passing game. But the running game will still be still be able to succeed and is going to be their bread and butter, I think, this season, just like it usually is under Kyle Shanahan. We look at the defense now, another unit that is pretty stacked at all three levels. Top five defensive player in the league in Nick Bosa. He's my pick for the defensive player this of the year this year. I think he really explodes this season right around like that 20 sack mark. I think he could get, especially if he plays in all 17 games. Armstead is a very good player. He's been really solid after after being a first-round pick for the 49ers on that defensive front out of Oregon for a long time. They do need some improvements from Javon Kinlaw going into year three. He's coming off an injury as well, I believe. But he is a guy who's had a really good camp apparently and is bound to take, take that next leap. Um, rookie pass rusher Drake Jackson out of USC is apparently impressing a lot. He's a guy who was, was a former really highly regarded recruit, just kind of got into the mix of, of some bad things, I think, at USC at a bad time of their program. He's a guy who could come out and impress. He's been looking like a legit pass rusher. All reports are saying out of 49ers training camp. Fred Warner, a stud linebacker. Greenlaw is a nice linebacker, too, there. little worried about the secondary. That might be my, my biggest issue with this team overall. I think they got some guys back there that need to prove some stuff. But you got Jimmy Ward in the nickel, and or you got Ward at Tredavious Ward, Signing from Kansas City in the nickel, he's a really solid corner in my opinion. And then Jimmy Ward at safety. I think the secondary is going to benefit though from a strong presence up front. Guys like Bosa, Armstead, if Kinlaw emerges, Drake Jackson, they might need another guy to step up in that fold. But I think that'll really help the secondary and kind of eliminate some of the questions from them. Coach Kyle Shanahan, I kind of talked about him a little bit. Really creative offensive play caller, really good in that regard. A really nice offensive coach. But I think he is a bit overrated. He choked in, in a lot of big moments looking at his career. That The Super Bowl when he was offensive coordinator with the Falcons, uh, the Super Bowl when he was the head coach a few years ago with the, with the 49ers against the Chiefs. Last year they had that big lead in the NFC title game as well, lost that one. It's not always on the coach there. A lot of it, some of the times on the player, if Jimmy Ward caught that pass or that interception from Stafford at midfield, they're probably back in the Super Bowl again. Um, I think he just needs to get over the top. We kind of talk about him like he's a god, like one of the two or three best coaches in the league. I definitely put him in that top six or seven area, but I think he needs to to get that big win to kind of push him over the top, just like Sean McVay did. My breakout player, Trey Lance, I, I love him this year. I think he has a good chance 
to really blow up onto the scene and potentially be an MVP. Look at Jimmy Garoppolo's stats, and I believe and I believe it was 15 games last year, 3,810 yards, 20 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions, with basically no value in the rushing game as well. So if Trey Lance can just go out there and emulate those numbers, um, and then he throws on maybe like Jalen Hurts-level rushing stats with like 700, 800 rushing yards, and then six or seven rushing touchdowns as well, that'd be a really, really good first season as an NFL starting quarterback. He'd probably be right in the mix. For the NFL MVP, I would think maybe cut down on the interceptions a little and throw around 4,000 yards, maybe 24 touchdowns. He'll be in the mix for that NFL MVP, I think. And then I think he'll put the 49ers in in contention to be one of the best teams in the NFL this year. Um, And then we got two games to watch. We got week four versus the Rams. I think it'll be 49ers versus the Rams competing for this division title. And then week seven versus the Chiefs. I think that's a potential Super Bowl matchup down the line. Second place team, we go to the reigning Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams, 10-7 and seven this year, 5-1 and one in the division. I have them going after I have the 49ers going 3-3, three and three, so Rams better in the division. That's good enough to get them in the playoffs and get them the sixth seed. Look at the offense. It was really amazing what Matthew Stafford was able to do in his first year with really good players and a really good coach and a really good scheme around him. You saw the type of player he could be, and now people are talking about him with that Super Bowl ring now with all his previous stats and accolades as a potential Hall of Fame guy. And this team is suited to go back to back. It wouldn't surprise me at all, but it is super hard to do that in the NFL. We never have seen teams do that besides the Patriots over the past like 20 years. So it's really hard to to go back to back. And especially when you're going to be competing against the 49ers in your own division, the Cardinals might be another good team. The Seahawks, although not that talented, we'll get into that later, still are really going to play tough and be a, be a tough opponent. I think every single week, just, just in the nature of that program that they have Um, outside of Detroit, he flourished Matthew Stafford and won the Super Bowl, and he's looking to to bring it back again this year. So I'm excited to see what he does. Rumors are reports are that he has some elbow tendonitis that could be limiting him right now, but the offense returns a lot this year, but also, or excuse me, lost a lot last year, but they also return a lot of good pieces and add some new faces as well. So that's going to be something to watch with the progression of this offense. Um, Might start out of the gate a little bit slow as they kind of bring these new pieces along, but we'll see with that. That'll be a a wait-and-see type thing. Whitworth is out at left tackle. He's retired after a stellar career there. So a new left tackle is Joe Noteboom. Don't know much about him, so that'll be something to watch. The offensive line isn't great. It's probably a mid-tier unit. But I think you can kind of get around that type of stuff when you have as good of a offensive coach and just schemer and play caller as Sean McVay is. Um, that's really the only real flaw of this this offensive unit. I think the the offensive line. I think it's mid tier, certainly not one of the bottom half of the league, but probably in that twelve to sixteen type of range in terms of if you're ranking the offensive lines in the league. But Joe Noteboom at left tackle, that's a, a big question mark. I think going forward, Cooper Cup had a stellar season last year. He emerged as a top five guy in the league. You saw what he was able to do when he had a, a legit like top top five, top ten type of quarterback when you get Matt, Matthew Stafford in there over Jared Goff. Odell is a free agent. We They lost him after he really came on, especially during the playoff run. For the Rams last year, he really emerged and was looking kind of like the Odell of old. Maybe they bring him back when, when he's ready to go. He's still a free agent. Um, you also – traded Robert Woods after a long time there. He's with the Titans now. And then you brought in Allen Robinson. I think that's the most underrated move of the offseason. I love him in fantasy football this year. I think he's got like top 10 potential 
and you can get him at a great value. I think he's ranked around like the 35th receiver in most drafts right now. So if you're listening to this and haven't had your, haven't had your draft yet, look at Allen Robinson. He's had great seasons with like Mitch Trubisky and Blake Bortles throwing the ball. Now you get Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay uh, led offense. I think he's in for a really big year. Van Jefferson solid. I believe he's coming back from an injury right now. And then they have a rook or a second year receiver. I believe he was a second round pick last year out of Louisville. That's two, two at well, only like five, six, five, seven, but super speed. I think they're going to try and use him and fit him in more in the offenses here. Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson Jr. And then Kyron Williams out of Notre Dame, the rookie running back. That makes up a nice, nice little trio of backs there. A, a good, a good system to run the ball with. Let's see what Akers can do in year three, coming back fully healthy off that Achilles injury now. And then you got Tyler Higby, a very solid tight end who can block and catch, do, do a little bit of everything for this offense. Defense, another really good unit. Very top-heavy, though, with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey leading the way. Both arguably the best players at their position in the league, but this is a unit where they pay their top guys, and then they kind of hope some of these lower-ranking free agents or lower uh, draft picks, like fifth, sixth, seventh-round guys, are able to emerge and play starters. We know that the Rams philosophy is kind of like all in and kind of hope those lower picks kind of help help out their upper tier guys and they do the do the major parts of the job. Donald has just shown no signs of slowing down. He's the best defensive player in the NFL, maybe even the best player in the entire NFL. Leonard Floyd's another really good complimentary pass rusher. He's found new life in his time with the Rams. Um, and then they went out inside Bobby Wagner to play in the middle of that defense. He's on the wrong end of 30, but still I think has a few more good years of football left on them for a team that's competing for a Super Bowl title yet again this year. They're going to be they're, – they're, they like to go on. They they want guys like that where even if you only get one or two good years out of them, it brings you another Super Bowl title. I, I think they'll sign up for that any day. Um, Ashawn Robinson, a solid lineman, really good run defender, great gains, another nice player up front. Depth behind those guys and the lack of like uh, – top-end pass rushers, I guess you could say, after not bringing back Von Miller. He went to the Bills. That that scares me a little bit. Their talent their talent on the defensive line is a little scarce outside of uh, Aaron Donald. So, But he gets so much attention, it'll free up opportunities for some other guys. Really like Jordan Fuller and Troy Hill in the secondary. Um, if so, Taylor Rapp is pretty solid back there, too. If some of those guys – if some of these top guys, though, miss time due to injury, I think that could really hurt this team. As dumb as that sounds, it's like kind of obvious that is. They're super top-heavy on the side of the ball. So they don't have much depth behind them. That That's a little bit of an area of concern for me. Coach Sean McVay, easy, a top five coach in the league, was able to get that uh, Super Bowl title last year under his belt. Just really good offensive play caller, really good schemer. Brings the be- Brought the best out of Matthew Stafford last year, really tapped into his full potential. Um, no, no questions there with the coach. Breakout player, I'm going Cam Akers, year three. After coming back from to, for the playoffs last year, only six months removed, I believe, from a torn Achilles. And he played pretty well. He did fumble a few times, so that's something to watch out for. But I think he's a 1,000-plus yard back this year if he's able to stay fully healthy. And you look at him as a breakout-type guy. Two games to watch. We got week one versus the Bills when they'll be unveiling that Super Bowl banner at home. That's one of the best games in the NFL season against the Bills team that's viewed as the Super Bowl betting favorite right now. Then we got week eight versus the 49ers at home. Uh, like I was saying with the 49ers, I think this is a, a two-horse race for the division this year, so that will be an important one. Make sure you're able to get that game at home. Now we go to our third-place team. I have the Arizona Cardinals finishing in third, not making the playoffs, going only 6-11 and and 2-4 and in the division. This is a team I've been really high on, an organization I've been high on the past few years. 2020, they showed glimpses of what they could be. I was like one year ahead for that. 
And then last year I looked really good with them. I had them as a playoff team and I think winning maybe 11 games last year. I think I might have them 11 and six. They started out red hot going seven and no, eventually uh, that, that came to 10 and two, but then they fizzled out down the stretch and, and they had that terrible playoff loss to the Rams where they got absolutely blown out. I think this team is heading for potential disaster this year, a six and 11 season after what last year was, I believe an 11 and six season would just be a, a terrible step in, in the, the uh, not going in the right direction after signing Kyler Murray to that big, big contract. I believe Cliff Kingsbury got the offensive extension too. I'm just really low on Kyler Cliff and just the entire operation out there in Arizona right now. Kyler, I think this all season has shown his true self um, just is a big me guy. I guess you could say all about him. Just wanted to get his money. Not really the type of player I want leading my franchise, despite how talented he is. I loved him his first few years in the league. I thought he was a really fun guy to watch. And I thought he had a bright future, but I think he's a guy who now that he's paid, he's going to be content, I think, and and not really pushing for much more. He got paid. He got his bag. See if he can prove me wrong, but this is a team that I think could be uh, the surprise, like, bad team of the league this year. He gets statistically much worse and gets banged up as the season goes along. He's without DeAndre Hopkins the first six games due to his PED suspension as well. Hollywood Brown's in the full now at receiver. He's been good in spurts, but overrated in my eyes. He's kind of like a, a Dory Jackson type player where Former first-round pick, big-name college player. Um, I think he's just going to have good moments, good spurts, but then also really bad and really inconsistent moments as well. Really like Rondell Moore, the second-year receiver out of Purdue. He's a do-it-all type of guy for this offense in the running and passing game. I think he's going to benefit a lot from uh, lack of snaps from or with more snaps due to the lack, lack, of, lack thereof from DeAndre Hopkins at the beginning of the year. Zach Ertz, a really reliable tight end still. A.J. Greenback for another year after he revived his career a bit in Arizona. He should have another solid season if he stays healthy. And then a solid offensive line head by, headlined by Rodney Hudson at center. Veteran group at every spot. Really experienced guys who are going to be able to hold down the fort. I think they could be one of the better groups in the league this year at, in the offensive line, which would give them a chance. And then James Conner at running back. He had a really nice first year with them, um, but not really much explosion. He's just a, a solid guy. Doesn't really offer much of a, a big play value, I think so. This is a team where I think they're going to miss that Chase Edmonds presence this year and those big explosive plays that he was able to contribute. Defense, I'm worried about this unit. I think this is another reason outside of the whole Cliff, Kyler kind of contract drama, the weird offseason. Excuse me. This this defense worries me, especially the pass rush. They're headlined by future Hall of Famer J.J. Watt, but he hasn't been able to stay fully healthy for the past five or six seasons in the league. Definitely not the same player as he was before. He was the old Aaron Donald, like the best pl defensive player, maybe even best player in the league. Um, he's still a solid guy, but he also benefited last year from having Chandler Jones rush across him. He's now out in Las Vegas with the Raiders. That's a big loss. He's one of the probably top five pass rushers in the league. You need the the linebacking duo of Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons to step up. I think they were both they were both back to back first round picks at the linebacker spot, and like both were kind of like weird fits, like hybrid guys where. All right, Collins was maybe looked at some by just as like a pure outside pass rusher. They have him playing like in the middle. Simmons was looked at like a safety linebacker type. He plays a lot of linebacker. They both need to step up and live up to their, their first round pedigree this year. If they're able to do that, they could definitely elevate this group. High draft pick type guys, though, that, that, that need to step up this year if this team wants to go back to the playoffs, I think. Buda Baker and Byron Murphy, former Washington guys, really nice players in the secondary, but the rest of that group has, has some stuff to prove. I think this could be a very poor unit. Um, 
especially due to the lack of pass rush. You need to be able to get after the quarterback in today's NFL, especially when you have Matthew Stafford in your division, um, a young quarterback who I said like I'm high on in Trey Lance as well. Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator, is going to be ha- is going to have to get creative with blitzes and-, and mixing up coverages and stuff to help out this defense. He's going to have to do a really good coaching job, I think, to get this defense to where it needs to be to be a playoff contender. Coach Cliff Kingsbury, I, I think he gets like a little bit of unfair hate just because he had that weird situation where he got fired from Texas Tech, came here. He's gotten them better every single season, but he's also over the second half of seasons done, uh, I think, more of a poor job coaching. And look at that uh, history, the track record of his teams, they kind of fall apart during that part, that part of the season, that crucial part. So we'll see if he can get them back to the playoffs this year and win a playoff game. I think that should be the expectations. But like I said, going six and 11, I'm very low on this team this year. My breakout player, though, wide receiver Rondell Moore. I think he does a little bit of everything. He can even be a, a facet in the return game without DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup anymore or at least for the first six games of the season, he should have plenty of snaps and, and be getting plenty of touches. So look for Cliff Kingsbury to get him the ball a lot. And then two games to watch, we got week one versus the Chiefs. I think that could be like a statement game for Kyler where, including me, there's a lot of people around the league now who, who cover the NFL, who do podcasts, who write articles, who are really low and out on the guy. If he's able to come out at home week one and defeat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, that would be a big statement game. And then week three versus the Rams, their home game versus the Rams, the ring Super Bowl champs. That'll be a big one, especially due to that playoff game last year where the Rams destroyed the Cardinals and Kyler Murray probably played his worst game of the season, maybe even of his NFL career. Just an awful playoff debut. He's going to be one to get some revenge, I would think, in that one. And then our fourth place team, we got the Seahawks going 5-12, and 2-4 and four in the division, obviously not making the playoffs there. When you look at the offense on this team, when is this late into the offseason and training camp and you still don't have a starting quarterback name? In my opinion, quite frankly, you're going to suck. You're going to be terrible. You are going to be one of the worst teams in the league. And when those QBs battling out, it's not Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. It's Drew Locke and Geno Smith. There's really no room for optimism, I think, this year in Seattle. I only have them winning five games just because of Pete Carroll and just the culture that he's built up there over his decade plus as a coach there. I don't think he's the greatest coach in the world, like X's and O's wise, but you know those guys are going to go out and play hard each and every week for him. He has the the respect of that entire organization. So it's a it's a shame. It's a shame too that this offense doesn't have anyone at quarterback after trading Russell Wilson because they have an elite wide receiver duo with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Metcalf just got that extension, so he's going to be there for a while. Acquired Noah Fant as well in the Russell Wilson trade. He's a really nice young tight end going into year three. If this team bottoms out, though, and is able to acquire a top two or three pick and they're able to get either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or if one of these other quarterbacks who apparently it's going to be a very good class, like Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, one of those guys, this is a team that could easily be like a – I could see a a worst-to-first type team where they get the quarterback. They already have a lot of nice pieces on the offense, some nice young pieces on the defense, and if they are able to infuse some more talent into that team going into the next offseason, which – that kind of gives you a, a glimpse of what I think of the Seahawks this year, already talking about next year, but I could see them being like a anywhere from three wins to five wins this year. It's probably my uh, prediction, like my window for them. I have them winning five, um, but I could see them being one of the worst teams in the league this, this year. And then next year getting a stable, stabilizing the quarterback position, getting one of those young talented guys and being back in the playoffs. So this is definitely a rebuild year for them. Um, they have a real strong core on the offensive side of the ball, I think, already established. And you have what you hope is a building block at left tackle and Charles Cross. The other guys on the line, 
leave some room for speculation, some journeyman type guy. That's another area of this organization they need to continue to build. Um, it can kind of be some some hit or miss players. You you kind of hope some some free agent plugins and some draft picks as well are able to step up there. Like the assemblance of running backs too, with when they're healthy and Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker. That could really be a nice duo and be a, a super explosive duo in the NFC this year um, and help them, I think, maybe win win one or two more games than they really should. Defense, really worried about the pass rush on this team. Only proven guys in terms of rushing the passer, I think, are LJ Collier and Shelby Harris, at least in terms of having success as defensive linemen in the NFL. Al Woods has been thrown around a little bit. He's a, a decent player. Used to be with the 49ers. Um, they really need to continue to build up this unit, though, if they were a team that, like I said, worst to first, like, they go from five and 12 to 12 and five next year. It would be because they got a really good young quarterback and then they made some investments high up in the draft, maybe with their, their other picks or maybe went out and made some trades. I think they'll have some pretty good cap space, sign some free agents and really build up some of these players on the defense. Um, Jordan Brooks in the fold at linebacker. He's a guy I'm high on. He's a, he's emerged really developed over his first few leagues and few years in the league as a nice young player. He's going to be attempting to take over for the legendary Bobby Wagner in the middle of that defense. That won't be as good or a real seamless transition, but still, I, I like him at linebacker going forward for this team. Jamal Adams' deal has been a major bust after trading two first-round picks for him. Still can't believe that happened. He's a solid player still, though, a good player in the middle of that defense, just not the type of player, especially with his lack of like ball skills and production on the back end overall. Um, I think that that really hurts this defense, that he's not able to do all that kind of stuff. Quandre Diggs, a really solid safety. He makes up for it in that that uh, area with the ball production, I think, is a really good player back there. And I like the young cornerback duo of two guys they drafted. Still talking about going forward to the next season, next offseason. If this team does take some steps and it has, hasn't, like, surprises some people this year because they're viewed as one of the worst teams coming into the season. I think this young cornerback duo of guys they drafted who I think should play a lot this year because the starting cornerbacks now are really nothing to write home about, and that's Kobe Bryant and Tariq Wollen. You look at Seattle, all the years that they had success, they always had really good cornerback play. So we'll see if these two young guys can get some snaps and see how they progress in year one. I'm excited to track those those two young players. This group, though, just needs an infusion of young talent, though, going forward. This is a rebuild, but a team I could see if everything shakes right over the next year and a half or so in terms of on-field success with, with young players' development and then get some more draft picks, making some smart trades or free agent signings, I could see back in the playoff mix as soon as next season. Head coach Pete Carroll, like I said, not the greatest X's and O guy. I think there's kind of like an agreement in the building that this could be like a tank year or just like an overall rebuild. He still has a job security if he wants it, just due to all, all success that he's had there. He, he's going to get these guys to play hard. They'll win a few surprise games. Like I have them beating the 49ers in one of one of their games, their home games. They'll, they'll surprise some teams this year and, and win like one or two more games than I think they should. But I don't think above six would be the absolute ceiling for me. I think they, they finished five and 12 uh, probably in that three to five win range though, is the most realistic breakout player. I'm going with cornerback Kobe Bryant out of Cincinnati. He was the corner across from Ahmad sauce Gardner last year with Cincinnati. He had a really nice uh, college career and I think he's going to have a really solid NFL career. And he got into a good system, a good scheme and with a good coach uh, of with a good track record of developing corners, looking at, Brandon Browner, Richard Sherman over the years. Um, I like this spot for Kobe Bryant, and I think he he emerges one of those kind of mid-round draft picks that we thought that pro we thought probably should have went up going higher by season's end. And then two games to watch: Week One versus the Broncos. You got the return of Russell Wilson. 
arguably the best player in franchise history, I think you could say, coming back on Monday Night Football game to Seattle for the first time, for the first time with his new team. And then week six versus the Cardinals, I think that's a good opportunity at home to get a win, uh, kind of build some momentum, build some confidence, and, and maybe have the ability to sneak out a few more wins by knocking off a division rival. But to run back through the NFC West, 49ers 11-6, and six, earning the three seed, uh, winning the division. Rams 10-7, and seven, getting the six seed, going to the wild card. Cardinals 6-11, and 11, and then Seahawks 5-12. and 12. But that'll do it for this episode of Beef Up Front here on PickSwap Media. We will be back soon with our AFC East, AFC North, AFC South, and AFC West, and then as well as our playoff predictions as well. So just make sure to stay tuned over these next uh, two weeks as we head right into the NFL season. It's almost here. College football starts off this weekend, so excited to get rolling with that stuff as well. But uh, like I said, make sure to stay tuned for the AFC. Next time, like, subscribe, and we will talk soon.